Hey friends, it's Elisa Keaton. Letting you know, not, not only do we love creating this free podcast for you, but we have tons of other free training or resources over on our website. And one of our favorites is our seven days to phone freedom. Now I know this is a crazy one because you're on your phone right now, right? But here's the thing. I want this phone to work for you, how you use your phone to be serving you and not us serving our phones. And I wrote this seven day um, program for myself, to be honest with you. I had to hold myself accountable and be like, okay, God, what needs to happen in my relationship with my phone? So if you feel like your phone is distracting you from the people you love most and the things that you're called to do, you know, just recognize it. Don't be curious or be, don't be condemning, be curious about it because our phones do take a toll on our brains and they disconnect us from a life well lived and they steal our peace. If too much of a good thing, we know it becomes a bad thing. So we can get it into working order again. So I invite you to swipe up and get the seven days to phone freedom. It's completely free. This would be great for your teenagers, for your family to just say, hey, we're gonna go through this. The videos you watch each day, they're less than 10 minutes. The teachings will take a short amount of time. It will help you walk away from your seven days with a, a philosophy for you and your phone. Something that you, your husband, spouse, wife, family can try to live and hold each other accountable to in living by. So swipe up and get the free challenge or program to seven days to phone freedom. All right, you guys, I've got another revving the word for you today. Oh boy, buckle up buttercup. We're going deep. Have fun moving your body and knowing that God loves you. See you guys. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Do a few of those. In through the nose, out the mouth. And I want you to see the air, the breath, recycling itself. Coming in, doing its work for you to nourish your blood, the working muscles. And then as you exhale, out it goes. And isn't it such a miracle? That your next breath is coming. Thank you, God. Let's start with that time. We know to set ourselves in the right direction of health and wellness, that we can say it is well with our soul. Start with being thankful. It will shift you. It shifts your state of being from grumbling to grateful. So come on, preach to your soul and just use your lips, use your mouth. Say what you're grateful for to the Lord. Say, God, I'm thankful for. Go ahead. And you don't, here's the deal. If you're waiting to feel something, you're not going to get there. Your faith does not depend on your feelings. We do all these things by faith. So by faith, state the things you're grateful for as you move your body warming up.
Okay, now we're going to practice some body presence. I want to make sure you are here. You are present and accounted for all the members of your body, from your toes to your nose. Present and accounted for. See if you can feel the wind or the air, even the air molecules moving over your skin. See if you can feel the flexion and extension, the bending of your little toe, middle toe. Now become so amazed. You guys wonder. It is good for your soul. Wonder how wonderful that you are upright, that you your eyes are open, that you if you're just moving and punching your arms in the air, let's say you don't have the use of your legs today. What do you have? And marvels at how it moves. <laughs> how it's here to serve you. Your body is a wonderful instrument. Fill it with the goodness of the Lord. Grateful. So God, we are grateful people. You have done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Come and have your way as we go into your word deeper and deeper. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. Our faith is more than enough. By grace, through faith, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Scale of one to 10, you're probably somewhere around a six, seven, feeling your breath. We're gonna do a few push pulls today and we're gonna press into some hard stuff. I need your big boy, big curl pants on. Accelerate just a bit. Have fun with it though. If you can't take it with joy, don't do it. All right, we have been in the book of 1 Corinthians. Keep your push going, going up towards the seven. And you're smiling. And I think I'm committed to the whole book. What do you say? In the history of revving the word, we've never traveled through a whole book together of the Bible. Let's do it. Because 1 Corinthians, it is for us. Y'all, go back any of the weeks before here. You'll see why. It is modern day, what we are facing today in faith. A lot of different voices, opinions, thoughts, in a very prosperous environment. So, chapter six, Paul is coming off in chapter five, getting after pride, pride. It is, it is marring the church. It is marking, not a beauty mark for the church, pride. So he opens up, moving into this next 
thought, and he's still thinking, he's still going after the pride in the people's heart. And he starts talking about the fact that they're all, these believers are having lawsuits against one another. They're suing one another. He's like, what are you doing? We keep things in the family. Why are you taking matters pertaining to this life, to these judges of the earth? They don't have what we have. Don't lay them before those who have no standing in the church, he's saying. Settle this among yourselves. Settle this dispute between your brothers. But these brothers going and suing one another, this says nothing about who we are. And I'll tell you, I said at the beginning of this, of this book, wherever there is separation and division, you know there's an enemy. Push, come on. That's why you have to be whole here. You're going to be doing this from your pinky toe to the tip of your head. Be whole. Be one. You're not doing this to whittle your body down into some size of jeans. That would be turning over your matters to the world. The man looks at the outside. God's looking at our hearts. And Paul is seeing the people's hearts. And this pride is causing division and dispute. Breathe. Pull back. Find a steady pace for you. He says in verse 7, to have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? Oh, come on. But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers, exclamation point. Paul's mad. What are you guys doing? Look at him. The gospel always says, lay down. Put your coat down. Lay it down. Someone hits you on one side of the cheek, turn to the other. Come on, y'all. This is going to be our way through in this modern world where we all have rights. We lay our rights down for the sake of Christ crucified. Why not rather suffer wrong, be defrauded, than show this pridefulness against one another? Come on, what are we trying to gain in this earth that we cannot keep? Don't gain the world, lose your soul. Lose the world. Paul's saying, I'd rather be a loser. Remember chapter five, he's saying, I'd rather be a lump than leavened bread, than puffed up. And now he's saying, be a loser. Lose, suffer for the wrong, even though you are not in the wrong. Come on, these are big teachings. Oh, I fear that you're not ready for it, but I'm not going to stop because I love you too much and we have got to get well. We have got to get better. 
not just feel better. Paul saying the unrighteous, those in the world who do not know this Christ, they don't have part in the kingdom. So don't take your matters to the world. I have to laugh because I'm going to give a shout out. Tracy, our CMO, Chief Marketing Officer, she recently got in a hit and run. Somebody hit her car in a parking lot and took off. P.S. It totaled their car. They had to buy a whole new car. And here's the thing. Somebody saw it and got the license plate of the car. The police managed to track them down find the person that did this. But here's the funny part. Because a police report was filed, it becomes a public matter. So within days, Tracy is receiving these beautiful packaged and marketed boxes of materials from lawyers wanting to take her case and sue this person, sue them for all this inconvenience and damage. I mean, one box after another, the world saying, come on, get what's right, get what's yours, come on. You deserve more, come on, come on. And Tracy and her husband, Brian, laid low. Settled that matter out of court. Bought their new car, had no intention of having to get a new car. But come on, friends, what are we chasing after? What are we wanting that we can't keep? Paul keeps saying, loosen your grip, let go. There's something greater in the kingdom. Then he goes on to verse nine, are you ready? Here we go, come on, I'm not afraid of the gospel, for it is the power of Christ in me and to save here we go verse 9 or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived everyone say those four words do not be deceived neither the sexual immoral the sexually immoral he'd already talked about this earlier when this gentleman is sleeping with his his stepmother neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. I'm going to keep going. Verse 12. All things are lawful for me. He's quoting them. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Quote, all things are lawful for me. End quote. But I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, 
and the Lord for the body. I'm going to stop right there. Come on. This body is not meant to be filled with greed, drunkenness, selfishness, sexual immorality. Everywhere, every time you see the word sexual immorality in the Bible, the word in the Greek is pornea. Yeah, you guessed it. It's where we get the word pornography. And it means adultery, fornication, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, intercourse with animals. What? Keep going. You guys, I love you. I hear, I, I, these are one of those, I tremble at this message because it is not well received. It is not a popular one in today's modern Corinth that we live in. But it is the truth that sets you free and keeps you free. And guess what? It also makes you really kind and it empowers you with the gospel that has washed you, sanctified you, set you apart. Because, hey, listen, love you. If you are here for yourself, if you're just here to get what you can get out of God, please end your pain and misery already. You're going to be miserable here. <laughs> we want God. We want the grace that comes through faith. Come on. Get ready. You're going to push. I know this is hard teaching. I am just delivering the pizza. I did not write these words. And I refuse to do a cut and paste of the Bible. Some of this stuff is hard to swallow. It's bitter in your stomach, but it's the bitterness that brings healing. Love chases out fear. Body is not meant for sexual immorality. Let me rephrase it. Your body is not meant to be used improperly but properly for the Lord because the Lord is for your body. Listen, everyone, we're all just longing to be loved. And what sin does is it turns those desires inside out. We use them inappropriately. And hear me, I've done it myself. I have used my body inappropriately. Oh my gosh. For the power it could give me, the prestige, come on. And it's all gonna fade away. This body, tell me anyone who took their body with them after their death. I'll tell you who, one, Jesus. The only one took his body with him, conquered sin and death, so that you and I could be set free from the things that dominate us. I will not be dominated by anything. Not sex, not food, not prestige, not my money, possessions. Refuse it, accelerate.
is everything you're fighting for. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful, Paul's saying. He's quoting them. They say all things are lawful for me. And he's like, yes, but don't be dominated. This is why Galatians 5 says, don't use your freedom to destroy your freedom. Pull back. Hey, well done. This whole section is titled Flee Sexual Immorality. It's, it's anything you do with your body, put in your body, use with your body for any purpose outside of the Lord. It actually says in verse 18 that that is a sin that a person commits against their own body. Hear me, child. When we use the body in for greed, gluttony, sexual pleasure, pleasures of the flesh, but primarily sexual immorality, which means adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, intercourse with animals. I can't believe they have to state that, but did you know in antiquated times, possible. These things were not new to them or they are new to us. These things are all were going on then and they're going on now. But when we use our body inappropriately, when it's been violated, when someone's violated us, or we have violated the laws of God because sex is inside of covenant. It is the most intimacy you will have with another human being this side of eternity. It is a place where Adam and Eve were meant to lay with each other, be known, have no shame, in covenant. Man for wife, wife for man. Anytime that happens outside of God's design. And again, some of you, it happened upon you. Come on. Some of you, you were young. It wasn't your fault. Shoot. The enemy was looking for someone to devour. And he used someone who was hungry for love. And that type of sin is a sin against your own body. It separates us from ourself. It disintegrates us. It's a disconnection. Your limbic brain goes into fight, flight, freeze, and stays there concerning your body. Why? Because your body is the tangible manifestation and goodness of God. You display a glory of the God on the earth, never to be seen any other time in history past or to come again. The shape of your body, the tone of your voice, the thighs, the smile, color of your skin, texture of your hair. This is not an accident. God was very meticulous in making you seen because he is seen. 
And when something physical takes captive into sin, your physical nature, it's like a protective mechanism. God separates it, says, we're going to hold this over here. But I'm here today to tell you, you can reintegrate. You can come home and be made whole. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have, who you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. God's glory now wants to make you whole. That story, the licentiousness, the desires that you have had in your heart that came with you from your past. Listen to me. None of that is a mistake. The Lord knew every day of your life and he was with us when we did and had done to us the most hideous things. But now, but now Christ bought for us back our bodies. So glorify God with your body. We give you permission. Come, reintegrate us. Write your story. Make us whole. Extinguish our desires to blame or to shame. Extinguish our desires to want things that will never satisfy. You are God. You are God. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. You are joy, and you enjoy us, your sons and daughters. He enjoys you. Come home. Come back to your body. after me the Lord is for my body and my body is for the Lord say it over and over come on until you're breathless see yourself look at you. God look at these people I know you see them moving breathing regenerating restoring pursuing striving for you groping for you, reaching for you. The Lord is for my body, and my body is for the Lord. Say it over and over.
be joined to the Lord. Be joined. It says it right here. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Y'all, most powerful thing, oneness. Marry God. Make your commitment to him. He will see you through. Through and through. Sanctify you. Wash you. And get you ready. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. <laughs> what are you going to find to satisfy your flesh outside of the one who created you and gave you flesh? Come on. God, transform us. The Lord is for our body and our body is for the Lord. Be joined to him. Some of you right now need to fall on your knees and say, I'm coming home. I'm coming back. No longer living separate, hiding and running in shame, thirsting and hungering for things that only keep perpetuating this sense of isolation and division. Well done, I don't even know where you at or an effort. I kind of stopped caring. <laughs> this message is way too important. Did you know, I, I have this Holy Spirit sense, unction and urge that the reason, like, who is it that said, is it Brennan Manning? I can't remember. Someone said that the greatest assault on Christianity is believers who confess Christ with their life, with their mouth, but deny him with their lifestyle. I'm pretty convinced everyone is doing the very best they can. I got to believe that. But some people have lived so separated from themselves because of the use, improper use of their body. And y'all, this is not gonna go and get any quieter in the days ahead. With the amount of freedom we are having to redefine sexuality, it's gonna get a lot choppier waters ahead. But God, you are the person chosen for this time to carry the goodness of the Lord in you. You're the person <laughs> and your story of overcoming and redemption and sanctification and washing and willing to wait on the Lord. 
that glorifies him. And great shall be your reward. We have elevated. You know, two things we've elevated in our free world. Love and money. That if I have love and if I have money, then I am enough. We've elevated it. And I want to acknowledge there are people listening. Some of you have battled your entire life with same-sex attraction. And I want you to hear me. You're chosen. You're loved. You're accepted. You are not broken. You're living in a broken world. And Jesus said, the poor, those in need, they'll always be with you. So you have a need. And God is enough. Everything else is drinking from dirty cisterns, dirty jugs of water. It might quench the thirst, but cannot satisfy your soul. We were all made for God alone. Marriage is not the high point apex of holiness. Let me assure you of that. It is a picture of covenant love and commitment. We are all married to Christ. And some of us with our bodies will lay in the flesh with another. But it doesn't complete me. Christ does. My body is for Him and He is for my body. So we are all sanctified. We are all washed. Now, light your lamps and stay ready. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you. God's dwellings inside of you. God's got a, a recliner that He relaxes in whenever you have peace and joy in Him. He reclines in you. And whenever you have fear, He stands up so you can sit down. You can sit down. When you're hungry, He prepares a feast for you in the presence of your enemies. Nothing upsets the enemy more than when he thinks we should be running around getting our needs met any way we can because that's all he's going to do keep you running running but instead of running we hear our father get up out of the recliner make us a meal and say sit down have a meal while I contend with your enemies I'm enough for you I've got enough for you sit down enjoy me I'll take care of your enemies. <laughs> BRB. I'll be right back. You eat. You eat of me. Your body is a temple. You were bought with a price. Glorify God with your body. Glorify God. I'm going to go quiet. Just take some time. Glorify Him. Let your face 
be unveiled. Tell him he's enough. Today, turn from your wicked ways. Repent. Come home and have a meal. He will hold nothing against you because Christ has made a way. He won't stand in your way of coming back through the blood of Christ. God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Verse 14. God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never, Paul says with an exclamation point. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? Anytime, this is what you've heard the term soul ties. When we lay our body out with anyone outside of covenant love, commitment and marriage before God as he designed it to be, we become one with that person. But right now, for any of you that want to break off soul ties and get clean, get clear, get washed, open your palms. Repeat after me. Christ, Jesus, forgive me. I'm coming home. Release these bonds in Jesus' name. I am no longer one with the flesh. I am no longer one with the world. In Jesus' name, my body belongs to Christ. And I set free those who offended or violated me. I am one with the Lord. And where the Lord and the Spirit is, there is freedom. You are free. You will not be dominated by anything. So welcome home, beloved. Joined to the Lord. You are now joined to the Lord. One spirit with Him. And when any other spirit shows up to tell you, you are not cleansed, you are not clean, you are not enough, that God has not forgiven you, that you are still your cravings, <laughs> you're going to need to use your voice, declare God's goodness, fall back into the recliner fall back into his presence <laughs> and let God go contend with your enemies you are his you were bought with a price so glorify God in your body God thank you we thank you for our time together. We thank you that you are doing a work in us, a sanctifying, set apart, washed through and through from our soul to our skin. We belong to you. Do a refining work with this message. Do it over and over, God. 
This is not a one and done message, God, so keep us pressing into your word. Make us the word in flesh. We love you, Jesus. We see your face and it is delightful towards us. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.